broadcast. I am Hate Mail. With me today we have M4. Hello everybody. And special guest Retmus. And we are discussing his new game Alliance Altered Dimensions. For those of you that haven't listened to the previous episode with M4 and Retmus, I encourage you to go back and listen to it before you listen to this one. We'll go into a little bit of just a brief summary of the game, but he talked about it in great detail with M4 really good information if you were a DC Legends fan which if you're listening to this podcast I am certain that you are or were at least so go back listen to it this game is going to be very similar in play style and kind of you know some of the buffs debuffs that type of thing that you're kind of used to and for those of you that like this style turn-based play you will I think enjoy this game which I'm super excited about it as um, those of you that seen the Indiegogo campaign, I'm um, uh, the highest level sponsor on it. So that's how much I believe in this game and am interested in it. M4 is as well. And so is Burger. So is Luke. So is... Uh, I never can remember what name um, he goes by. M4. What, what he name? goes by Ch- Chalupa Batman now. Okay, he's Chalupa Batman. He changes his name every other month. So it's... No, he doesn't. <laughs> he, he does. Pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Chalupa's Batman not that long before for the was... last two years. Okay. For the last two That's years, he long. he went by <laughs> he cloned it for a year and then changed it to Chalupa and never changed it since. But <laughs> for those of you that haven't listened to the previous episode and won't take the time to do so, why don't we have Retmus just give us a quick background of what the game is, just kind of your high level describing the game, and then we'll get into the Indiegogo. Okay, sure. Um, basically, um, the game is going to be set up to where there are multiple dimensions or worlds. Uh, each world in the game is its own unique story arc to it. So uh, basically, the first dimension that's going to be available is a, a supreme hero dimension. And that's where all your superheroes and supervillains, characters that fit into that uh, genre is going to be. So it'll be very familiar to like DC Legends right off the bat because you know it's superheroes Um, and then it will have its own story that completes and it will have multiple levels of that story as well and the thing about it is those will be updated as well even though there will be new dimensions added there will still be more chapters added to those stories or it might be like all of a sudden you know a new branch in the tree of stages appears and that might be where you can do a boss battle or something to get you know a new character in the game or some unique item so it's not going to be stagnant it will always i'm going to try my best to always like make these live you know uh ongoing and then like the next dimension i would have would be supernatural and that's where we have all the supernatural creatures that we all love like frankenstein's monster dracula dr jekyll mr hyde you know uh they're characters, you know, that have been around forever, and there's been multiple iterations of them. Uh, so I'll get to make my, uh, you know, version of these characters for everybody to play. Since you don't and have then, to pay for licensing and everything. Exactly. Yeah, they're uh, they're public domain characters, uh, just like how Robin Hood is and King Arthur. So you, I'll be able to add all these cool characters that we all know and love. But we'll be able to tag team them up. It'd be like you know, hate mail with King Arthur beside him. You know, cool things like that. I mean, how 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 cool is that? Is that really? I mean, yeah, um, so, I love. I mean, I think most people do love all the mythological 
you know, different types of characters. And you even see, like, DC and Marvel creates, like, Marvel has, you know, mm-hmm. Marvel Snap that I've been kind of tinkering around with again a little bit. They have a werewolf character, and, you know, he's a comic book character, but he's basically just a werewolf, which you could include werewolves in your right. <laughs> game. Oh, yeah, he there's a werewolf planned uh, for it as well. I'm not going to call it the Wolfman like yeah. Universal did. It's just going to be, you know, a werewolf, and I'll give him some type of supernatural name. Uh, but, you know, zombies will be in there as well, you know. I mean, there, there's there's no limit, really, to the possibilities that, you know, we can create in this. And, of course, the third dimension is what a lot of people have messaged me about and said they're really excited, is the Arthurian dimension. You know, King Arthur going against, like, Morgan Le Fay and Mordred and having all the Knights of the Round Table that you can play as. That seems like a big fan favorite uh, King Arthur story. So that'll be, like, my third one. Then after those dimensions are released, uh, I want to release every three to four months, I'll either release an entire new dimension, uh, whether it could be, like, a world where gods really do exist, you know, like Zeus and... You know, we, we'd also have cross, like Norse mythology also mixed in. So you could have Thor, you could have Hercules, you know, we could have Poseidon. I mean, it, it's limitless, you know, so we could have, it, I was going to call it like War of the Gods. So we can have those characters also on your team. So, I mean, it's just, there's so much potential with it, not being bound by one specific genre that gets me really excited about it. That's awesome. So, in the game... Can you kind of just describe what the play is like um, in comparison to DC Legends? Uh, the play is, I would say, 90% identical to DC Legends. Uh, the the uh, layout scheme will have a few different modes that you can choose from. You can choose like the classic DCL style in the pattern that they're laid out in. Or you can do like a diagonal pattern for each one or a behind the view pattern. Like if you want to play like a classic role-playing game mode, like from years ago where you see all your characters from behind and they run forward and attack the bad guys and then run back, I'm going to offer that mode as well. Um, it's You will have, you know, active abilities and passive abilities. Uh, you know, you choose your active ability and you just have to learn what it synergizes with, you know, what characters it can shut down. And then you learn to attack the, you know, your opponents with those abilities. And then also what passives you have, you know, that can aid your team or disable your opponents. So in that style, it's almost identical gameplay. But I've also added new elements to it, like the alchemy uh, that you can do in the game where you can create uh, new abilities. So whenever you go into battle, you'll have your active and passives, but you also have... uh, another option called item and you can click on the item button and it'll bring up a list of like all your alchemy potions the elixirs that you created and like if you take one elixir it might give you 50 percent health up or a a heal up for two to three rounds or something at like a high percentage like a 25 percent or it could be death immunity damage immunity poison immunity it depends on what potions you mix together to form your elixir to use so that can like give a character that doesn't have a healing ability a chance to heal themselves during battle. Now they can't go in there and just use potion, potion, potion. They, it's going to be limited to just one per character, you know, per battle. So you can go in and be like, I have one use of an item, and I can use this as death immunity for two turns, and that takes up you know your turn to do. But it will help 
you know, add things that are lacking in a character you really like. That the only reason you're not bringing them to the table is because they don't have this ability and they'll die. So now, I would add you, that. <clears throat> let me ask you a question on the kind of the gameplay portion yeah. that didn't get covered real heavily with you were with M4. Is there going to be aside from just a standard PvP mode that I would assume is just kind of a leaderboard type thing? Is there going to be something more like Siege where it's very skill based and you have limited energy that you can obtain per day type of thing? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm going to have that. I'm actually having two other modes. We're going to have alliance battles, and we'll have raid battles as well as campaign and uh, PvE. Uh, I mean, PvP, sorry. Um, For, like, the alliance wars, it's going to be two modes for that. And, like, the first mode will be where it's your alliance to take down a big boss. your Your alliance members can attack like this boss so many times per day with so much energy think of it kind of like how siege is but it's just your alliance itself and the higher up you get you know the more you get uh in the pyramid until you make it to the top and you get like the prize and it's going to be things set up for like that is the only way to get a specific character you can't buy it in the store you can't win it anywhere else your alliance teammates have to get together to win this character and then the alliance wars will also be your alliance against another alliance and you battle it out and i don't have all the details completely worked out for that section yet but it will be like uh you'll have a pvp straight mode with each other but also kind of like um completing certain missions uh inside of uh, the campaign as well we'll get you so many points you know to just beat the other team and once again that's another mode where some type of item will be offered there that that's the only way you can get it is if you beat the other team yeah i wonder how have... it's got to be probably going to be difficult to figure out like say there's you know a thousand alliances out there or guilds mm-hmm. or whatever you call are you calling them alliances or guilds or uh it's called alliance alter dimensions yeah that's what i assumed (laughs) (laughs) which i will tell you a funny story i tried to post your video to reddit and reddit said i can't post it because it acted like i was trying to recruit for alliances oh really (laughs) yeah automod (laughs) got me (laughs) Mm. well that's not good yeah well i mean it's just the dc legends i'll 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 get I I'm pretty you. sure that's just Zubas that hits, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it happened instantaneously. And the in the other mode, I was saying we would have like a, a raids type event as well with just like specific energy that you can, you know, get to accomplish the raids. Um, and I would, I would implore, beg you not to make it so that I have to play Force to A Street. I, I'm, it won't, it'll be five, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I I was just talking uh, to my wife about this this morning. I was just like, you know, I will never do that in my game. I was like, that was like the most nine, not, I can't even speak about it. <laughs> the mind most numbing. Brain, yeah, the most mind numbing experience, you know, sitting there every, you know, constantly tap, tap, tap because you know, we autoed everything. We didn't really have any, there was no strategy behind no, it. It was just, I mean, there was strategy finding the team. That works the and best. And then after that, well, yeah, once that's been it. established, yeah, it's, it's mindless. five minutes. Then, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I want to, I want to try and figure out different ways, and you know, that's where I'm going to rely heavily on, you know, the beta testers. Like, hey, you know, let's 
try out this raid platform. What do you guys think about this? Like a, a one day event or maybe a two day event for something super special, you know, and that's all we do. We just hit it hard as quick as we can for a day. And then, you know, that's how you win. It's not going to be spread out. Uh, boss levels will be according to how much, you know, damage or how many things, how many characters you've defeated moving up, you know, and then that way we, I'll be able to get your guys' input before any of stuff actually becomes public. And we'll, we'll tune it. We'll tune it really good. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I really like what I'm hearing on the different things that you're, you're coming up with. And the biggest thing will be that everybody has a direct line to you that, that yes. don't, that's a, both a positive and a negative because there's a lot of people that have a lot of stupid ideas. So, mm -hmm. it's, you know, people complain about something that even though it's good for the game, you know, that kind of thing. So that's going to be your biggest challenge is wading through that. Yeah. I mean, uh, the best I could do for things like that is uh, maybe we just have like a monthly meeting where we just have like a council and we're like, okay, let's vote on this. Should this be implemented or taken away from the game? Just like how you vote on tier tunes. Yeah. We could do we could do that for game implementations or quality of life things. And then that way we can make it the best we can. I like that. I do have a question for you, Ratmas. Uh, sure. So you said we're not gonna do mind numbing things. So that means you're going to rely on strategy to win. So we know hate mail's not very good at those kind of things. So can you be a wallet <laughs> warrior instead and win? So you know how hate mail used to do things, right? I did yeah. win Siege twice, M4. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, he's backing it up, M4. So, <laughs> you know. Um, can you be a wallet warrior? Yes and no. I mean, yes, you can use your wallet to buy more of the characters. Uh quicker i guess than people that are doing free to play or just you know spend less but you're not going to be able to just jump right in there and buy four omnipotent characters i think i covered a little bit of that on yeah. uh, your stream i i want to make it to where like well if i'm getting this omnipotent character well i'll just buy four of these because they're he's like specter and i'll have four specters and i'll dominate the game you know i want to avoid that uh so i would make a limit of two or something like that. And hopefully you want to avoid store. just having Spectre periods. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do do not want any Spectre slash Trigon you know, slash Cheshire type characters in the game. That's why I want to try my best to beta test every character with the team that's uh, on the beta testing team to um, evaluate them, tell me what their pros, cons of each one is and where they think it should be toned down and that's the thing is i'm going to listen to you guys because i'm making it for you guys out there you know yeah. it's not just oh no it's this way i listened to you but i decided it's going to be this one while I mean, we're I on the omnipotent character <laughs> um discussion so mm -hmm. to review for the audience can you just kind of go through the different what the different tiers are for characters Oh yeah, sure. Uh, do you want me to start from the lowest to the highest? Yeah, just lowest to the highest, and kind okay, of what so the difference the, between them is. Okay, the lowest character in the game would be your beta type character, and a beta type character has two active abilities and one passive. Uh, but you know that sounds like well, these are like the low generic characters. You don't want to 
fool with even getting. You know, why would I get that when I can get an omnipotent that has four, you know, active and four passives? I mean, it, they don't stand a chance. But see, the thing is that think of it like an omnipotent character is a jack of all trades, but a beta character is a master of their unique abilities they have. So if I were to put, if I had an omnipotent character and they put a hill on somebody, they could do like a 30% hill on their ability, but like the beta character could do up to 50% hill because they only have two to two abilities to work with. So it's going to be a little bit higher just for those abilities. And the same thing goes through all the tiers, you know, a little bit. The, um, the next one would be your alpha, which is three active abilities and two passives. And basically the, the tier system, it's just adding uh, more abilities to your character to spread out your arsenal. Uh, and then the Omega is three uh, active, three passive. And like I said before, the Omnipotent is four active and four passives. But, you know, when you look at the abilities overall, you, if you're an Omnipotent character, you have eight abilities, you know, that your character can do. So that's why they're Omnipotent because, okay, yeah, they might not heal 50% like that one guy can do, but they can also heal or they can also put up shields or they could put up counter strikes you know they have such a wide variety that's what makes them so fantastic where the other ones are limited but they're masters of you know those abilities so for so example you, let me ask you, just kind yeah. of throw out a hypothetical so like a beta character so let's use an assassin character as an example um okay. they would be like if it was just a core damage dealing assassin they would do the highest damage in the game as a beta versus an omnipotent but an omnipotent assassin type character might do high damage but has some other tricks up their sleeves yeah that's that's pretty that's a pretty good analogy uh but it's it's not that they would do a tremendous amount more damage it's it's usually what they they would be best at support type characters but if they were like an assassin type like you're talking about they would maybe do five to ten percent more damage on the normal attack because that is like their only ability right Okay, where you sense. can attack you can attack as an omnipotent but when you attack you would also apply you know this debuff or gain a buff where the uh beta one might only just have a plain old attack you know or a small buff something like that and that, that's kind of like what differentiates them so like you know, that's like the same thing like omega's right below omnipotent you know with three and three so they they have about like a five percent more uh, abilities, you know, on their abilities. Uh, so if they were going to, like I said, for example, if they were going to heal, if an omnipotent did 30, they would do like 35. So it's as you go down in the lower tiers, they do a little bit more, but they're limited to where the omnipotent's going to win out just because of all their passive skills and abilities they have. But you can't count out those lower tiers because they can su can support your other omnipotent characters or your other tiers, and you can have this unbelievable synergy between all the characters, and nobody's useless. So let me ask you another question to follow up on that. So I wouldn't want to just go in and just run four omnipotent characters every time to have the best team. No. Okay. Uh, it's because there would be too many techniques all spread out, and while you could make it work... It's, it's better if you go in and be like, okay, well, 
strategy. I, I need to make sure this team can put up a good, you know, shield against this other team because they attack with, you know, massive damage. So I need to make sure my team has uh, healing. It needs to have shields. So throw in a beta or an alpha or an omega that has a, a lot higher healing or shield attribute than just, you know, you relying on your uh, normal, you know, uh, shield or heal so that way they can boost your team up and make it they will just make you stronger so i like the sound of that because you don't want you know the lower tier characters to be ones you don't want to invest in so if yeah. they have a reason to be brought kind of like where dc legends had a hundred well 200 plus characters but there's really only 15 that you really wanted to play with Right. So yeah, I want I want to, I want to make sure people, you know, have a variety. I mean, what's the point in having a game with all these characters to play and and they're useless? The only other thing I was a little slightly concerned about um, is that you offer customization between each character, which is also mm -hmm. it can be a good and bad thing. How do you avoid the game getting stale and balanced if? Someone can pick four of the same character with the same abilities, but change them all around. Like, well, I mean, their base abilities, their affinities, uh, you know, is set so they're weak to you know an, an opposite affinity. Okay. Uh, their 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 abilities and their passives don't change between the two. It's just the skills that they choose can further enhance uh, or empower an ability that they already have. So it could just make it more powerful let, or even less powerful to make something else more powerful. Uh, then you also got to think of it like this. If they come in of, as a team of four, then that means they all have the same exact weakness. So you can exploit that by bringing in a team of one or two that you know can, you know, exploit that weakness. And then a few others that you want, you know, to keep them alive, power them up. So just bringing four in doesn't mean you're going to dominate, even if you have, you know, four hate mails in there. Right. You know. But that I mean, will got... definitely not dominate anything. <laughs> <laughs> and just so the audience knows, there will be four hate mails. Well, there will be hate mail in the game since I, as we, when we get into the Indiegogo, I am able to make a character, um, which we'll get into heavily here shortly. Um, All right. So, let's... so, I mean, so just think of a, I mean, like that, I mean, yeah, it's going to be cool to have four of your same, four of the same, but I mean, like, even if you had DC legend style and you had, you went up against four specters right off the bat, you know, you could come in with someone that puts up uh, debuff immunity to stop him from getting, you know, his int ups. So if you bring someone in, it automatically does that. And then you bring someone in that has like massive you know aoe's you know that's strong against that affinity you'll be able to take that team out because you know they all have the base same techniques so they should be able to be wiped out easily i mean not necessarily easily but because you know you did point out their skills you could have like one hate mail that uses nothing but shields you know as their skills boosting up their shields or you might take another one that boost up the defense or another one that boosts up speed or another one that boosts up their attack power. So that's kind of like, I think that's what kind of makes it not stale because you get a variety of how you build your characters. Well, that the community will find what's the most min max and gravitate oh, towards yeah. that, which that's, yeah. you're going to have a fun time 
balancing all this customization. <laughs> it's, uh, that's it's, fine. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. But yeah. yeah. Um, so hate mail is your character going to stun? I I feel like it has to. Like I want to, I you know, I want to kind of keep the Court of Owls theme. So it'll be an assassin-looking character wearing a suit and some type of like owl mask type thing, where it's it's not directly Court of Owls, but it's kind of has a similar vibe. And then I feel like it has to stun. The challenge I'm running into now is I can't decide if I want to go with like a hate mail type character similar to the one that you see on the AAD podcast art, or if I want to do like a hot chick because they're more fun to look at while you're playing. So I'm, I'm going back and forth because I figured hate male, she could be have an origin story where she hates men. So, mm, yeah, but, you know, I don't I don't know. It's uh, I'm I'm chewing on it. I got a little bit of time to decide. Well, you so. just gave me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about the characters you like playing with the most Starfire, Blackfire, Fire and Ice. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. Those are the characters. You're, that... you're right. Hot chicks sell more. So yeah. So I mean, it's good for the games. Good for Ratmus selling characters. So yeah, there is some benefits if we choose that. True. That's true. <clears throat> so I'm not opposed. <laughs> so one other question about the game before we get into the Indiegogo, and then I have questions, follow-up questions after we go through that, is sure. you mentioned the puzzle games. You said you don't mm-hmm. have to play those, but will like as a, you know, I'm a Court of Owls member. We're trying to be the top alliance in the game. Do I right. need to play the puzzle games to be competitive, or can I just buy them? Well, well, first of all, they won't all be puzzle games. They'll be shooters. They'll be hack and slash games. They'll be endless runners. You know, it's going to be a bunch of genre of games. It's just the first ones I did were puzzle games to check some yeah. proof of concepts to see if it worked. And they all came out really well. Uh, the mini games uh, were meant for you just to enjoy them and ha- to earn a little bit of extra rewards in the process. It's not required at all to play. It just gives you a little bit of extra uh, items if you do. You know, so if you just want to kill, you know, a little bit of time, but you don't have enough time to get into a long battle or something like that, but you just want to jump in something just to kill some time, you're sitting at a light, you know, or you're at a doctor's office just sitting there and you don't have enough time to go into like a full raid battle or something like that. This is just a a time killer. And some people just enjoy a break from, you know, the RPG style game, but they don't want to lose out on getting any extra energy or something like that. So I thought I would offer a little tiny bit of a reward if you're able to complete levels, but none of it is required. If you want to go to the store and just buy the same thing, you can just use some of your gems and, Pick okay. up the same exact stuff. Yeah, that's that was my main question because I'm the person who doesn't usually yeah. want to play it, those types of games. So, and I was and I was thinking of using that also as a platform for people to demo my other games that I'm going to be creating as well. Like, uh, you can play like the first level or something as a mini game and get your get your reward. And if you like that type of game, you can go try out the other type of game I'm making or something like that. Because we're going to, once this takes off and it starts doing well. We want to expand and start making other games and other genres, you know, and put those out there on PC, Windows, even game consoles. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's quite a roadmap you have planned there. Yes. It's, it's what I, I'm slowly working towards. Uh, my goal is to retire from my job within the next year or two 
and do this for the uh, rest of my life. I was going to say, maybe you should reconsider monetizing this a little bit. I know not, not, not true, you know, gouging people to, you know, just get pay a hundred bucks for, uh, for a character, but more like, oh, I need to do some more cosmetic stuff. Like, you know, like, uh, what are those games that do that? Like Fortnite, right? So heavily monetized, but does not affect the gameplay. So maybe you can retire sooner and focus game development full time. I mean, anything's possible. I just, this one is the one, you know, it's kind of like my dream type game, the, the game I want to play and I want everybody else to play it. And I don't want it to fall into that, like Raid Shadow Legends vibe every five seconds and ads popping in your face to buy something. Oh yeah, that don't, don't do that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like those mechanics in games, and uh, I, I don't want this to break people's wallets because, like I said previously, some people just can't afford stuff. And like when I said that, like no item would be in my game for like ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, let let me clarify that a little bit. I'm not going to sell like a character for ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents, or I'm not even going to sell one for fifty dollars. Uh, I'm going, but I will offer value packs up to ninety nine ninety nine to where you don't have to go in there and go, okay, well, I'm going to purchase this character. Now I'm going to get twenty thousand gems. Now I'm going to get this much energy. You know, I'm going to put them. I'll put them all in a pack and give you an extra discount so you can buy them all at once. But I'm not going to make single items that you have to go in there and be like, oh man, I got to spend a hundred dollars on this character. No, I wanted I, my pricing, and I, I think I've sent you both the pricing that I'm thinking of and I believe that's extremely fair. No, it's um definitely very on the cheaper side for mobile gaming. Right. And you really need to make those big packs because you're gonna get complaints from hate mail or burger that I don't want to tap this like fifty times. Just give me a pack to get <laughs> and that that's <laughs> Or well, give that's me a little plus I... mark that I can just yeah. turn it no. to 10, 20, 30, you know. Right. Well, and that's why I was thinking with the value packs, but I don't want people to think I'm going against my word where I said, because I believe I did say no, like item itself, like no single character or single item like that would be that cost. I just wanted to clarify, I can, I will put other prices up here just for that fact of like if hate mail or in Burger or anybody like that wants to buy a bunch of them, they don't have to sit there and wait for an authorization for a credit card, click it again, wait for another one, click it again. I'll just have those options for people that want to do that, but you're not going to have to worry about ever purchasing a character that expensive. Gotcha. Why don't we do a couple more of the questions around gameplay, and then sure. I'm actually going to break this into two episodes because people tend to drop off after 20 minutes, and that way okay. we can have one that's just strictly about the Indiegogo. So okay. the other question I have, and those of you still listening to this one, um, it it come out almost simultaneously as the other one, so you can you can listen to either one. But the next one I kind of had was you mentioned on M4 Stream that you would be able to see like hackers doing extra damage. But what happens if someone uses a hack to get items or gems or you know just they up their mod they're like sneaky about it and they just give themselves a ten percent bump in defense or offense? Do you you don't have to tell us how you're gonna do it, but is there ways for you to mitigate that? Um, yes. I mean, there, there's a, there's some ways that you can really, really crack down on it. Uh, it's going to take a little bit to be able to do it. I mean, what, what you, everybody here knows 
there's no way to make a hack-free game because yeah. bi- billion-dollar companies get their games hacked every day that have teams that are focused on this, right? Right. But I'm going. I'm going to work, you know, towards making it as hack-free as possible. And I do have some implementations that I can add. You know, I can't, like you said, I can't really share these on there because later on, someone that starts playing the game, they're a hacker. They could come back and listen to these podcasts or whatever, and they can. Be like, oh, well, that's how I did it. That's how I can circumvent what he just did. Okay, so now I know how he went about doing it. Now I know how to break it. You know, so I don't want to technically list them. But, I mean, all I can say is that I will constantly work to add anti-hack methods, you know, as the game progresses. And there there are ways with, you know, server connections and comparisons and, you know, just to be generalized broad to try to yeah. verify you know, if, if all of a sudden they got something they shouldn't have. One thing I've noticed that um, DC Heroes of Villains recently added to the game was a mode where they could go back and rewatch a match. So I don't yes. know if that's something that you could implement or what, even to take some of the weight off your back. Um, one of the things I always thought would be a cool idea would be to make it so that so say replay. I have a, a team, yeah, replay on de- you know my defensive team, and then if I see mm-hmm. something, I'm like, hey, wait a minute, that guy shouldn't do that much damage. I could report it. Yes, uh, M4 and I did discuss that. Um, it is 100% possible to do that, and it's it's not super hard to do it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm just going to. I would have to set that up on uh, like the test server, so I can see different ways to implement it to see how much traffic that will cause because it's got to store each match record into memory and i got to see how much of a hit because you know i'm going to if if you have a game out there and it's free to play you're going to get you know hundreds thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people playing it for free and never spend a penny on the game so that's that would just be eating into more costs i have to pay out and pay out and it's not good you know profit you know right. ratio right so uh that would be something i can implement on the test server for you guys to try out and then that way i could do, get statistics from it to see how much it you know would really yeah know, maybe impact. maybe only for certain game modes that it would actually matter you know right like maybe yeah for big contests or anything like that yeah. i could store like on your boards or whatever you're doing, like the last five or 10 matches or something like that. So you can go in there and check them and find out what's going on and just, you can hit a button and just watch it. Yeah. And it maybe it only stays for 24 hours and then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stay in there doesn't really matter. It It's just the initial, yeah. you know, push to it, the right. And then the reading from it can just be read all at the same time for all the matches at once load into your game. And then you can just choose what you want you know, to view. So that's not really the issue. It's just, you know, like I was saying, finding that fine balance and, you know, as it, it picks up, if it, you know, I start making a little bit more profit, I can invest more time into it to add these quality of life features that you guys want. Cause I would like to have a replay feature too. You know, I'd like to be able to do it to where you could even share it between alliance mates or something like, hey, check out this battle I did. And you just click a button and then you click the other person and send it right to them. And then, then they can just play it in their like play mode and see it. Gotcha. 
M4, do you have any other game-related questions before we move on to the Indiegogo portion of the podcast? Here? Not right now. I think I asked both of the things I cared about in my stream with Redmas. Okay. Well, why don't we wrap it up here, and we will have a new episode strictly about the Indiegogo campaign and how you can become involved. If you're listening to this episode and you want to become involved, go ahead and just click the link. He describes it all out. If you want more details on it, listen to the following episode after this one. And with that, thanks for listening, everyone. Hello, hello, everyone. It's yours truly, the AB. Thanks for listening to the show, and won't you please consider becoming a Patreon? I am, and let me tell you, it's easy, super easy. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash WROL broadcast. Be the first one to get the inside scoop with exclusive content, early reviews. Listen, packages start as low as $1. That's less than a handful of gems. Even an old man like me can do it. And I'm at the age where I want two girls. Just in case I fall asleep, they'll have someone to talk to. 